This is Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. We are Brad and Brittany, the voices in your head. Knock, knock. Who's there? The woman. The woman who? The woman in cabin 10. <laughs> oh, that's the best knock-knock joke ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. Oh, God. So, yes, today we are reviewing The Woman in Cabin 10. The author is Ruth Ware, and the narrator is Imogen Church, and is published by Simon & Schuster Audio, and it was released July 19th, 2016. So it's a new one. Yeah, very new. And the duration is 11 hours and 8 minutes, and the genre is fiction, thriller, and suspense. So it takes away, Britt. All right. Tell us about the summary of this book. All right. The Woman in Cabin 10. Our main character is Lo Blacklock, who's a journalist, and she writes for a travel magazine. So one day she's given this opportunity to check out this new luxury cruise with only a handful of cabins, so it's really exclusive. Mm -hmm. She's going to be out on the very beautiful and scenic North Sea. Everything is perfect at first, and she is having... The best time, everything's pleasant. But then, after the dinner parties one night, and when everyone goes to sleep, she witnesses a person being thrown overboard. And not the Goldie Hawn kind of overboard, which is the best overboard. <laughs> that is the best overboard. <laughs> but, like, dead overboard. Dead. Dead. Gargling. She's gargling water. water. She's sleeping with the fishes. Literally. So... Lo goes on the hunt for the mystery of what happened, of mm -hmm. who was thrown over and where this person was. And she actually is one of the only people to have seen the woman from Cabin 10, mm -hmm. who is the person that she thinks was thrown overboard. Mm -hmm. So she is on a mission to figure out where this woman is. That begins our journey. On the open sea. Which I think this is a great setting. Right? The, the mystery cruise yes. kind of feel for it. I was all about that mystery cruise. Mm-hmm. I want to go on one now. Yes. And see and hear a murder, see a murder, and then try to feel solve a it. murder. Yes. Feel a murder. I don't I don't think oh, I uh, yeah. no. <laughs> no. I don't no think feeling. I want a murder. No feeling. But yeah, so I love this the environment, the setting, and I just really enjoyed kind of taking us out of the normal realm of mystery yeah. and putting us into the sea. It was really cool. And also mm -hmm. one of the things that I loved about this book was that it starts off fast-paced. You <laughs> I I cannot believe oh So gosh. let's 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 clear the air here. Ugh. So this is another book that Brittany and I are not not seeing, yeah, we're not seeing eye to eye on this one. We're not seeing eye to eye. So Brittany absolutely loved it, and I liked it, but I didn't love it. So go ahead, continue with your fast-paced okay. beginning. Well, the, the <laughs> beginning was definitely fast-paced. Somebody mm. breaks into Lowe's house. 
I'm rolling my eyes. But yeah. go ahead. No, actually, the first chapter was pretty good. Yeah. The first chapter, I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I mean, she somebody's breaking into her house, and she's feeling this rush of adrenaline, mm-hmm. and she doesn't know what happened is happening and the break-in is really what sets up low to be i don't know this mystery investigator Mm -hmm. on the ship i feel like it gave her tons of ptsd yeah it definitely did and that's definitely mentioned in the book Mm -hmm. but after the first chapter though i found it to be very slow because we were talking about her relationship with Judah, and then we went on the boat and she was sitting there meeting all these people and i feel like until chapter 11, nothing happened. And there's only 37 chapters. I just feel as if it was a little slow in the beginning. And I just feel like you're wrong. <laughs> well. There has to be a decent amount of setup for this setting and for the, these characters. And I think one of the strongest points of this and what made it a fantastic novel was Imogen. Mm, oh, Hands down, Imogen was the best part of this audiobook. Yeah, I mean, you saying that the beginning was slow and that nothing happened until chapter 11 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Surprised you made it past chapter 11. Yes, I am too. That went by very quickly for me because Imogen just gave so many great voices, so many great emotions. She just did it all. Yeah, I, I mean, I do have to agree that Imogen was the best part, which is bringing us to our review of her. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the performance and the tone and and the voices that she used. Friggin' pro is is all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's more that I have to say, but that's what I want to start off with. Exactly. I th- I loved her. I loved the narration. I think the breathing was perfect. Mm-hmm. And there was no deep, disgusting gasp. She doesn't have any lip smacking or anything, which fantastic. Like our last audiobook. Ugh. <laughs> but anyway, I just feel like... Really, there's this connection with Imogen and the story. And yeah. I think that she was really the powerhouse behind it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I actually think if she read the encyclopedia, I would learn something. That's how good she is. Probably. I mean, she would give so much force yes. behind those words. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, wow. The voices, I can't even begin. I know. It's still shocking to me what she was able to do with the character voices. <laughs> My favorite one... Uh, or two, actually, has to be Tina and Alexander. Mm. Of course, the one type of sashimi you really must try is fugu, Alexander said expansively, smoothing his napkin across his straining cummerbund. Don't they say, Tina drawled, sipping at her wine, that the art of the really superlative chef is to slice as closely as possible to the poisonous parts of the fish and leave just a sliver of the toxins on the flesh to heighten the experience. See, I I don't remember them too much. How do you not remember (laughs) these people? She was fantastic. Alexander was the one that was like, Fugu. Oh, yes. Oh. Oh, yes. And Tina was like the female opposite of him. See, that was... was, Or female version of him. I think that's the hardest part because there were so many... Even though there was only 10 cabins in the boat or on the boat, there was a lot of people in the book. There was Alexander, Tina. I felt as if I got all the, the characters confused. You did have the staff to think about and the 
investigator on the boat mm-hmm. that talked as well. Yes. And, and then all the guests. Also the guests, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the guests, I feel, each one had their own specific voice. And they did. Which I they really did. loved. They did. And I and I love that. And I just, I think I just got lost of who was who. Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't think looking back, I can say, oh yeah, that was Tina. Throughout the whole audiobook, they came and went. Yeah, I I recognize that those two voices for Tina and Alexander, they're not in there a lot. They probably speak about three or four times, maybe. But Imogen did such a great job introducing them that they stuck with me. Mm -hmm. Just because they were so funny and sounded like Nigel Thornberry. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Nigel. Nigel. And my favorite voice was definitely Judah. Yes. That accent from New York, you know? Oh, he was so good. And she did such a good job with him. I loved it. I fell in love with his voice. Yes. I felt like it was a boy. Yes. I felt like it was a boy from New York. It was not. New York City. Sorry. Excuse me. But yes, no, it was was perfect. And I really liked Judah. And I think he was the first voice that was introduced besides Lo. Mm Mm-hmm. And after he was introduced, I was I was blown away. Yeah, I, I was, was hooked. I was hooked. I was like, this woman knows her mm-hmm. voices. I mean, seriously, when she got on the boat and all of the people started talking and her male voices were different from each one, mm-hmm. that just... Yes, I love I, the investigator. Oh, my God. Yes, the investigator so was so good. And I actually stopped and went back and had Sean listen to some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Because they were just so funny. And I was like, this is all one woman. One woman. One woman is doing these voices. I thought there was multiple narrators at first. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I kept having to check and be like, this is one person? Mm -hmm. How is she doing this? Uh, Also, she she does the voice for Lowe's cat. What? Yeah. I see. I don't remember that part. (laughs) I mean, it was a quick, it was a quick meow, but she still does like the... Oh, in the we, in the very in the beginning, beginning, yeah, when the cat was sitting on her lap or something, yeah, and wants okay. food or something, and she's like, Meow. yeah, okay, now I remember yeah, because I was <laughs> when I saw that in your notes, I was like, what? She did a cat voice. Cats were talking, yeah, and I definitely did not. It suddenly pick up on turned that. into Oliver and Company. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, so I definitely enjoyed Church's voices that she used, and I yes. think that she was. Excellent. All of her voices had so much emotion in them. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So much emotion. I mean, I've never felt so much from a character. I've always thought in an audiobook that I feel so much for a character, but I've never actually felt mm-hmm. until I have heard Imogen speak. Exactly. When when a character was crying in the book, she was crying on audiobook. Ooh, and I was crying. Oh, my God. I loved it. I absolutely it so loved it. The thing is, I definitely agree that Imogen gave all she could with emotions with that with all the characters and i feel like she cared about the the characters Mm -hmm. i feel like there's a but but it's just too bad because i gave zero (laughs) about them because i did not like the main character i felt like she was unrelatable she was a whiny little baby okay okay question how many books that you listen to do you actually relate to the character did you relate to hamilton (laughs) did (laughs) Did you relate to Amy and Dorothy Must Die? I mean, a little. But how did you not relate to Lo? I just feel as if there was a lot of parts in the book where we were made to feel something for Lo when she didn't feel herself. Like, yes, I feel bad that she was attacked by a burglar, but nothing really happened to her. She hit, her, <laughs> she hit herself with a door. That's something. And then, and then throughout the thing, and how many drinks can one person drink? 
How many times you got to restock the fridge? I just felt like she was a I drunk. Only, I only remember the one the one time that they restocked the <laughs> fridge. The one time that the cabin staff did their job and restocked her fridge mm-hmm. and checked on her. Let's just say, I think a main theme of this book was gaslighting. Let me tell you a little bit about gaslighting. Oh, please. <laughs> Therapist Brad. So gaslighting is when someone manipulates someone else into thinking that their truth is not truth. Make sense? I, I, yeah, I know. So this. what, for instance, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I know what gaslighting is. I get so, it. Move on. <laughs> so in this novel, uh, there was everyone, the investigator, Ben, everyone who was telling Lo, oh no, your memories aren't real. You're, you know, you don't know what you saw. You were drunk and you're on pills. You know, so I felt as if since they were allowed to do that and they were doing that, I found myself doing that too low. And I was just like, I don't trust this woman. I like it wasn't it wasn't so much as an unreliable narrator because she was true on her thoughts and she knew what happened. But I was like, I don't want to trust her because I don't like her that much. See, that's interesting because I put myself in Lowe's shoes. Ooh. Almost of saying and seeing and believing something and having nobody on your side. Wow. You went there. I went there. I went deep. I I went for what the book intended. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of just being like, there's too many characters. There's too many characters. (laughs) Push her overboard. (laughs) I just felt as if I would much rather have a story just about Imogen Church and her life rather than this book. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely felt like with everything Imogen did, she was pretty much a powerhouse throughout all of it. But then I do feel like the book was just a little too long. Oh my god, yes. Hands down. Too long. Too long. Okay, I'm not that fired up about it. <laughs> it was like 11 hours too long. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Maybe, oh maybe, god. maybe four hours too long. Okay, I will give you two hours, and that's my final offer. Four hours and my extra stuffing from this Thanksgiving. I do think it was a little too long because at the end, I just wanted her off the boat and I just wanted her to be safe and fine and I didn't know what was going to happen. And so, I don't know, I kept looking at the time expecting it to be, okay, you're at the last 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then I looked and there was like two hours left. Yes. And so at a certain point, I did speed it up because Imogen's reading... It was perfect. There weren't long pauses. Her transitions were pretty much on mm-hmm. on point. And she did a fabulous job. But I just wanted to know what was happening. Mm-hmm. Because the thing for me with this book was that there was a bunch of little twists within this big story. There were never big gasping like, oh my god, that happened? Everything was very subtle. Yes. I will have to say that. It was very subtle and it didn't, they didn't leave you a lot of time to think about it. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Man, I just, I really wanted there to be huge twists. I mean, at the end, yeah, it got me and I was like, oh, okay, that's a nice way to end the story or bad way or whatever happened, you know? But that was like the only big twist was the very end, the very, very end. But I, but I felt like they were like hand feeding us stuff. For instance, this character is really doing this for this other character. And, you know, there's this secret behind this. And then there it is. And I and, was just. And all the maids, like, they're kind of like shifty eyes. Mm-hmm. They're like looking sideways at Lo a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And not really. Nobody really trusted anybody. When we're talking about speeding up, I definitely sped it up probably around chapter 20. Out of 37. I think you're lying. 
No, I swear. I promise. I think you, I think you started it being super fast. No, 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 no. Really? I start, no, I, you have no idea how much I wanted to love this book. I was like, I'm oh, going yeah, because to love I, it. I had been telling you the entire time, like, exactly. Brad, you're going to love it. I was like, you were, you were like, this is the best audiobook ever. And I was like, yes, I can't wait to get it. And I wanted to eat it all up. But when I got it and I was listening, I was like, oh, this isn't nice. And I was driving to work, a couple of good moments. And then when chapter 15, 20 came and I was just like, all right, I need to get it going. Let's go. And so I sped it up, which takes away from Imogen. Yeah. Because when you speed it up, her accents don't come. Naturally. Naturally. They don't come, you know, they don't come enjoyable because Mm -hmm. they're just kind of rushed. So don't speed it up chapter 20. (laughs) Speed it up chapter one. (laughs) Oh my God. No, okay, I would say if you're going to listen to this sped up at all, do 1.3, not the 2.0. Well, I did 2.0. Yeah, I know. 2.0. When you when you messaged me that, I was like, <laughs> what? Ugh. Uh, I was like, Bradley, stop it. That's the last time you drink wine in the bathtub. Yes, and I did, and we'll get to that later, but I did listen to this in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that water feel. That's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have did that. Well, with your 2.0 speed up, did you get a clear picture on the water? No. I was imagining a cruise, but then when I went back and I said, this wasn't a cruise, it was like a boat. And there, was, it, there wasn't a lot going on on the boat. And mm-hmm. I just felt like they were just drinking and having dinner and going back to their cabins. Basically. And networking. Yeah. And that, that brings up a good point, which I actually didn't think of, is that while I feel like the characters and the the world around them, like their stories, were all like really wonderfully shaped and everything i do feel like the boat missed the mark with what i was thinking it was because i kept envisioning this giant Mm -hmm. luxury cruise liner that was like carnival cruises and million cabins yes and then it was really small and i feel like the description of the boat came a little too late for Mm -hmm. what i had already built in my head exactly very true and i think that's what i felt too because when this big dramatic thing happens, you're expecting it to be a big boat and you're expecting it's, there could have been a lot of people that killed this woman or attempted kill. We don't really know. Yeah, we don't know what happened. But then when you think about it, when at the end of the book, they say it was a 10 cabin boat and there was only a couple people in there. I'm like, wait. Yeah. How am I supposed to believe this woman had a hard time telling all these people that this person is not there and everyone's making her feel like she's dumb? So something has got to be fishy. (laughs) (laughs) Fishy. Pun. You're good. But yeah, so I I just felt like the book definitely could have elaborated more on the the boat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like it missed their mark right there, like you said. Yeah, I definitely agree. So when we talk about transitions as well how the book is broken down. I feel there were a couple parts in the audiobook that could have been more smooth, such as when they open chapters about the Facebook posts and the emails. I felt like she was reading, you know, one chapter ended and then she started reading emails. I was like, wait, is that an email? Is that a Facebook post? Is that reply back to in a letter? Or, you know, I didn't really know what, you know, format that was written in. It would have helped if we, I saw the book as well. Yeah. To read those emails and the Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. I agree. And also something with the transitions in the audio form, I found it kind of odd that in between chapters, so it was mostly at the beginning 
when something happened, like the break-in or her and Judah talking or anything, and it was a sad moment, kind of depressing, mm-hmm. it would end on a on a sad note. But then Imogen's voice would be super chipper and like... In the next chapter. Yeah, it would be like... Yes. She would end like, oh, no, I'm so sorry for this. Chapter two. Yeah. <laughs> so when I left... She's like a news, news yeah, anchor. <laughs> yeah. Burning building caught fire. Ten people died. In other news, Balloon Man was coming around making balloons for little people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, and then she goes back to murder. Yes. And it was just, like, very quick. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Because I think one moment that I agree with you on is when there was this big reveal where she was looking in the mirror and she sees the words, stop digging. And that's where it ends. And in the next chapter... Hey, it's Judah. How you doing? It's just like this happy moment where he's reaching out to her, but then saying, oh, wait, but you haven't responded to my email. Where are you at? I just felt like that moment could have been a little more pause. Yeah, I agree with that. So overall, I think that I, me, Brittany, think <laughs> that the book was very well done. I thought it flowed wonderfully through the sea. <laughs> through the sea. These puns are getting a little... A little old. thanks brad you gaslighted me (laughs) good one (laughs) you're back you're back (laughs) i really feel like it was a it was a great novel and the only thing that i would change is just the ending basically and not even the twists of the ending just there's parts of the ending that take place in various fast-paced areas that i just I don't care about. Mm-hmm. I just wish it would have concluded. We mm-hmm. didn't need the running around. We didn't need all this extra so, fluff. There's so much running around on a boat. I know. You're on a boat. You're on a boat, You're on man. a boat. Have your flippy floppies. <laughs> so so I definitely, I, I don't want to tell you that I hated this book because I really didn't. I mm-hmm. felt like there's a lot of good parts about the audiobook, especially just because of Imogen. Mm-hmm. The story was really well thought out. Yeah. But I just, I felt like it dragged and I was just like, oh my God, come on. Yeah. Drown me already. <laughs> Let me be the woman in cabin 10. <laughs> Pushing overboard. Uh, I thought a lot of themes were good in the book. I love the idea of anxiety and depression, like the medication mm-hmm. and how a lot of people on the boat, they kind of disregarded that and kind of made her feel yeah. bad about having anxiety. And I, I did empath- empathize with... What's his main girl's name? Joe or Lo. Wait. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry. I did empathize with Lo on that. You know, it's hard. You're, you have a mental health issue. You don't want to be shamed about that. Yeah, exactly. So how did you listen to it and how can other people listen to it? So I listen to it on my phone through my Audible app. I also listen, like I said earlier, I listen in the bathtub, a majority of the book. I think about maybe five hours of the 11 hours, I listen to it driving. Oh, okay. The rest of the time I listen to it in the bath. Got a little pruny. <laughs> yeah, that's six hours. Well, I had to speed it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I had my, my big old glass of uh, Sauvignon Blanc, and I had a whole bottle of it. Just drank it away. Which I think might have been your problem. It could have been. But I was getting in character. I was getting in character of Lowe. And everyone, everyone doubts low. So now I <laughs> doubt you. <laughs> like Brad said, he listened to it through Audible. That's where I think everybody else should listen to it. And you can make this book one of your next favorites 
unlike Brad. <laughs> you can make it one of them. You can make it one of them and get this book for $0 when you sign up for a free child with Audible through audioshelf.me. I think I already know Brad's <laughs> opinion about this, but I would totally shelf this. Well, you you may be surprised because I think I would shelf this as well. Really? And then I would take it with me on, on the next cruise oh and god. throw it overboard. Oh my god. <laughs> well, maybe Kurt Russell would come and rescue it. Oh yes, Kurt Russell. Mm. Young Kurt Russell. Yeah. Gordy Hawn at any age can come rescue me. Right? So that concludes our review on The Woman in Cabin 10. So make sure you follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. And subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music. In the podcast section. All right. Well, have a great maiden Monday. voyage. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Monday. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, bye. <laughs>